G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, there is a very significant importance attached to the 27th of May this year. And there's two reasons which I'll share with you as we get into our conversation today. The first reason is that it will be the National Day of Thanks. Now, that is an Australian initiative that's been running for more than a decade a way that Christians and churches can take advantage of the opportunity to thank people in the community and thereby create a link between those people and the goodwill of your local church. Now, the second reason that the May 27th date is important, it's significant, is that there is an initiative that has global significance. The date is not intended to clash with the National Day of Thanks, It's growing in momentum in 140 countries around the world where millions of Christians are planning to share the gospel on that day. Now, the goal is for every Christian to reach at least one person with the gospel message on that day. Now, that's May the 27th. Now, today is the 18th, which means we're not far away from the 27th of May. But a special welcome to 2020 to you, Stu Miller. Hi, Neil. Great to be here. Well, Stu, we have had some absolutely fabulous conversations over the years. And uh, when we talk about evangelism, mm-hmm. I think that there are some special things that happen. Uh, listeners uh, who've gotten out of the habit of sharing their faith, uh, even lost the enthusiasm or the inspiration to share their faith. Something happens when we have a chat. And I'm sure people's hearts are lifted a little when that happens. Now, you're wearing a sort of a different hat today. Oh, yes. Uh, although, you know, when we talk about Train to Proclaim, and people will remember we often talk about the app called the Gospel in 7, the G7 app, a way mm-hmm. that you can break the ice and share right. the gospel more effectively as a Christian believer. But today, uh, Global Outreach Day, you have been traveling the country and you've been That's stirring right. up a, a bit of excitement about what can happen. Uh, where are we at right now? Here we are, just a, a week or so out. Yeah, well, I, I became the, uh, the Australian advocate for Global Outreach Day um, because I really believe in it. I think this is something that is fantastic that's happening around the world. It's only been going five years now, and it's, and it's already the largest evangelism mobilization effort in human history. Okay, let's just so, uh, pause on that. Sure. Uh, because when you say things like that, yep. uh, we need to pause mm-hmm. and just take stock. Yes. The largest evangelism mobilization effort effort in, in the humanity. history of yep. humanity. All right. Yep. So and so this is coming up on the twenty seventh of May. That's right. Uh, while we're paying attention to it. Sorry, I yeah. interrupted you there. Yeah, that's all right. Um there's gonna be uh, about twenty million Christians involved, about half a million, five hundred thousand churches around the globe involved in this. So this is huge. This is really, really big. And um, with only been going such a short amount of time, and yet uh, the whole premise is very, very simple. It's just everyone can reach someone, and together we can reach the world. And you don't have to be uh, Stu Miller, the expert evangelist, to actually be involved. In fact, no. the whole focus is 
for people who are not expert evangelists absolutely to get equipped uh, to be inspired uh, mm-hmm. to understand just how they can in fact share their faith so this is not all about uh, the Billy Grahams of the world and the Stu Millers. This is about ordinary people sharing their faith with ordinary people in the community. Which is actually what evangelism is. Um, Unfortunately, um, although I'm a a big promoter and encourager of any type of evangelism, you know, um, the the big big scale evangelisms and one-on-one, you know, any type of evangelism is great if if the gospel is being promoted. But the problem, um, unfortunately, over the years with the the big um, tent meetings, crusades and Billy Grahams, um, meetings, all that sort of thing, is it has created this impression with some, in some Christians that this is what evangelism is. When, when someone else comes to town and we bring them along and then they preach the gospel to my friend, <laughs> right? You know, it's a real come and see approach. And the same with Alpha and some of these excellent courses that are being done in, in churches, and they're fantastic. But again, it's a come and see. Come and then Nicky Gumbler will preach the gospel. But the heart of the Great Commission is Jesus saying to his disciples, you go into all the world and preach the gospel. So it's taking up that responsibility personally and and going to where people are at, not expecting them to come to us and listen to someone else. It's you stepping up and saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm going to get that good news out. And uh, there's so many ways you can do that. You you don't need to be standing on a street corner preaching or you don't need to be standing in in a crusade, you know, preaching to thousands of people. You can sit down and have a cup of coffee. With your friend, you can invite your neighbour over for a barbecue. You can, you know, share your testimony with someone at work just while you're working beside them. You know, share your story. There's so many things you can do to share the gospel. Uh, we love to crunch numbers, and mm-hmm. uh, we've done some number crunching over the times. Uh, a yep. different scenario to talk about because you're you're touching on something so important here. Mm. Uh, when you think of the evangelist up in front of the stadium full of people. Sure. Uh, and there might be tens of thousands of people in the stadium. Mm. And maybe there'll be uh, a thousand or two thousand people might respond to a, a call for mm-hmm. salvation and they might all stream forward. Yes. As Christians, we've seen these sort of things happen, whether it's mm-hmm. been uh, you know on the telly or, or we've been part of these sorts of events. And, yep. and so there's a couple of thousand people potentially getting saved. Uh, they're making a decision for Christ. They're going mm-hmm. through a sinner's prayer. They're starting a new walk in their life, a new a new leaf, turning a new page. But there will be more people listening to our conversation now, mm. perhaps, than people turn up to these sorts of events. Sure. So when we crunch numbers, uh, individuals doing one little effort to reach out to one person yeah. actually can be a bigger opportunity than even the biggest of these evangelistic campaigns. I totally agree. It's, it's called multiplication. Instead of just addition, instead of just a few people trying to do big events and just you know add another event, add another event, we can multiply if we can actually mobilize uh, everyday Christians to be able to share the gospel. And, and uh, we, we can't, you know, we're all... Uh, called to share the gospel. This is the the common misconception that it's the the role of the evangelist is to do all the evangelism. Well, no, it's not. (laughs) That is the role of a Christian. It's a commandment. It's a bit like uh, looking at a command like love your neighbor and you go, well, you know, that's the people who love, you know, the the Christians who are loving. That's not me. Well, you can't do that. We're all called to be loving. We're all called to serve, to give, to pray, and we're all called to share our faith. 
It's part of an integral part of who we are as a Christian. Uh, there are a lot of people who, when you start to talk about issues like evangelism, will duck and weave and, uh, you know, I hope Stu Miller doesn't catch my eye. He might think that I'm going to be the next great evangelist. Sure. Uh, those people who will duck and weave and will avoid the idea of actually even contemplating reaching out, mm. uh, that, that'll represent a certain number. But there'll be a certain number of people who'll hear us talking today mm. uh, who'll say, well, I'm not really trying to avoid sharing mm. my faith. I'm not trying to avoid sharing yes. the gospel. Yep. Um, I'm just not so confident. Yes, absolutely. What's your encouragement, Stu? Well, well, I'd say that most Christians that I know of have a genuine desire to share the gospel. They do. They, they may have a, a, a little bit of a wrong understanding about whose role it is and, and may be projecting that onto someone else, but they still have in their heart, they want to see people come to know Jesus. Jesus has touched their life. He's changed their life. They're excited about the fact that, the, you know, this is an amazing thing that God's done in my life, and I want other people to know about that. But the challenge in our culture is, well, how, how do you, how do you in, a, in a loving, appropriate, authentic and culturally appropriate way Share that message with someone else. How, how do you start the conversation? When you do a verse conversation, what do you say? And how do you say it in a way with, that people will actually understand without using all of our Christianese and jargon? And that's, that's where I think tools come in that make it a lot easier for us to do that. Okay. The loving, uh, authentic, mm-hmm. culturally appropriate yes. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to invite our listeners to join mm-hmm. in our conversation today because sure. you might have a creative culturally appropriate, Mm. authentic way to share the gospel and your opportunity today to share that with listeners to 2020. So opening the talkback line on 1-800-316-316. There'll be all sorts of opportunities you might have had over the years to share your faith with others. Uh, You can let us in on your tips, your insights today as we have this conversation as things unfold through this hour. 1-800-316-316. 316 316. Uh, we'll take some calls very shortly. Uh, when people are sharing their faith, how important is it when you've got this special day, Global mm-hmm. Outreach Day? Mm-hmm. Because I know you, Stu Miller, you want people to share their faith every day, but, oh. uh, but there's a focus on one day of the year. Uh, and it is important to have a focus like that because the one day can affect the way we think about sharing our faith on other days. Yeah, that is t- so true. I mean, I, I think this. The whole point of the day is it's a catalyst for new ideas and inspiration and to do something that we've never done before. Uh, but it's never supposed to be, well, this is the one day of the year that we uh, we share our faith. <laughs> Every day is Global Outreach Day, yeah. really. Um, and so uh, our hope is that, that maybe – you know, somebody in, is listening today who's been thinking, I really want to reach my neighbour, and they've been talking about it for the last two years about inviting them over for a barbecue. Well, Global Outreach Day is coming up, Saturday the 27th. Put an invitation in your, in your, your neighbour's letterbox saying, you're invited to a barbecue at my place on the 27th. You know, this is a day for action, and it's, it's a today, not tomorrow sort of day. So it's a catalyst for hopefully new inspiration for the future as well and and ongoing sharing of our faith. Because if we can do it once, Neil, what's to stop us doing it the next day and the next day? That's right. And look, I don't know where the statistic came from, but the idea that 93% of church members never share the gospel with others uh, really means that there's an awful lot of scope for amazing things to happen, even if that just Mm. moves a few percent 
Yep. Uh, if a day like the Global Outreach Day can uh, just move that a few percent and, uh, and, mm. and uh, move that figure down, uh, the way that the gospel would be shared would be just dynamic. That is totally true, and and I think you know what we we're talking about before about multiplication. That's got to happen because seven percent are not going to be able to reach everyone. But if we mobilise the whole church, if we can all be a part of this and all share with our family, our friends, our workmates, uh, we we went to a, a uh, an evening um, together a couple of nights ago, Neil, when we yep. saw some uh, really good statistics on on Australia, and and ninety two percent of Australians say they know at least one Christian. Yep. So imagine if every Christian shared with the people they knew. Well, 90, 92% of our population potentially could be reached uh, if we just shared with, with our friends and with our acquaintances that we know. Um, and then there'd only be 8% that would have to reach that don't know any Christians at all. <laughs> and yeah. we might talk some more about some of those figures as yes. we go with this conversation because mm. uh, the, interesting, the interesting little fascination when you say mm. uh, that 92% of Australians know a Christian, mm. uh, the interesting aside to that is that they actually don't think they're crazy and... Yes. And, uh, and funny, weird, twisted oh, people at all, very uh, which is sometimes this idea that you might get in your mind, but yeah. they actually are seeing the church in a good light. Yes. Uh, I mean, there are there are a few little things that are happening in church life sure. that, that, that colour that, but they're seeing the church in a good light. Yes. And the virtues of Jesus actually do colour the way that people see the church, mm. uh, loving, caring, uh, compassionate, Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Stu Miller, evangelist, the founder of Train to Proclaim, is our guest this hour. We're talking about what's coming up on the 27th of May. It's Global Outreach Day. And uh, this day is so big, it has its own song. And undoubtedly, you've learned it off by heart by now, Stu Miller. Hit us with a few (laughs) bars of the Global Outreach Day song. Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I caught you off guard with that last time we were talking. You you were travelling around the countryside talking to leaders in capital cities, uh, stirring up the excitement for Global Outreach Day. Well, let's listen in to the song. This is a song by Judy Bailey. It is the Global Outreach Day song. It's very catchy. Uh, We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. Our talkback line open, looking for those creative, authentic ways that you share the gospel with a friend.
crowd. This world needs Jesus, man, so we pray, reach out, and yes, we can. Make a difference, bring deliverance, shine your light right wherever you stand. Together we stand, and whatever they say, it's Jesus first, global outreach day. Well, I can't get Stu Miller to sing along, but you should see him dance. <laughs> uh, it's a shame we couldn't show that. <laughs> Stu, uh, it is a great song. I mean, it it's is. catchy and no doubt that'll be being played all around the world, 140 countries. Mm-hmm. A bit of inspiration there for someone uh, thinking, I've got a musical career ahead. Uh, do something by way of uh, support songs for major days like this, and yeah. uh, it'll get a global airing. And uh, really, that's a, that's a tremendous song. Very, very catchy. Mm. Uh, we're taking calls. 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Marguerite in Brisbane. Hello, Marguerite. Welcome along. Thank you. Marguerite, what are you... Uh, have you got some uh, sort of authentic ways that you've been able to share your uh, gospel testimony with someone? Yes, I've had lots and lots of opportunities, and um, actually I counted a privilege to talk on air with you guys right now because um, I just sort of feel that we need to really realize in our own selves more and more of the relationship, the intimacy we're going to have with Christ and begin to realize our value. Then when we get that concept clear in our mind, that's when God will really stir us up and we'll just want to talk um, to other people about Christ and the, the beautiful relationship that we can have with Him. Mm. That is wonderful, Marguerite, and mm. you've obviously been sharing your faith with people for a long time. Many, many years, about 80 countries with Operation Mobilization and with oh, youth mission, with the mission around the world. Wow. I mean, mm. uh, so you've taken sharing your testimony to a whole new level by actually you know, elevating into sort of missionary mode. Absolutely. Whether I'm sitting in the gutter talking to somebody in India or whether I'm in a millionaire's home somewhere in America. We all need Jesus. He's the answer. And Amen. we as Christians need to have the skill to know how to listen carefully to people. That's the mm. key. Mm. Listen carefully to people, the pain, the struggles they're going through, and then talk gently and compassionately into their life. Obviously, we've prayed ourselves up before we're in that situation. Yeah. And then I say to people, can I pray with you? Yeah. And not many people say no. In fact, I found about 99.9% of people say yes. And whether I'm talking to a bus driver, I say, don't close your eyes, I'm just going to pray with you or something. Or <laughs> That's Particularly if the bus driver's driving. <laughs> I do, I do. Tell them about your radio station. I get bits of paper. and I... Listen, this is one thing I want to say. If people are a bit fearful of sharing their faith, and most people are, as we just heard the statistics, 
get a bit of paper and write down 87.8, you know, FM radio. Yeah. Listen, let the radio do the work. <laughs> you know what? That's true. And uh, the yeah. idea of even getting a car sticker on the back of your car, Absolutely. which actually has uh, the vision frequency on for your local community, uh, is one way of actually introducing people to a gospel message. Absolutely. People may never darken the entrance to a church, but it's much easier for them to turn the dial on and mm. listen to a radio in the car or in their home. That's right. There um, are so many technological advancements now that enable absolutely. us to be able to share our faith much more effectively mm. than absolutely. we've ever had before. So so what is it that's making us so fearful of doing that? Exactly. Uh, and, 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 you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm. And fear is the opposite of faith. So we need to go to the door and say, boo the devil and say, Lord Jesus, you fill me with your fire. Fill me with your compassion. Fill me with your love that I am not fearful of the rejection that I may get from people. But yes. I will be a voice in the wilderness. I yes. will speak out. I will be filled with your compassion. Yes. Jesus, use me to speak love into people's hearts. Yes. That they will open up and they will listen. They mm. don't want to feel condemned. People know they're doing the wrong stuff. They mm. just need to be listened to and they need to be loved. And people mm. need to feel the love of Jesus flowing yeah. through us to touch the hearts of many. Then we'll see revival. Yeah. Greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. Amen. Yeah, we're going to fear God more than we fear man. Somebody so, uh, said once that if, if we were to hang a person over hell for 30 seconds or whatever, we'd be out there speaking about the gospel. That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah. Mm. I love what you've said, Marguerite. You've, I think you've brought a whole lot of really good points, starting with the very first point of, of our personal relationship with God, because I find Intimacy. the closer... Intimacy with Jesus. Yeah, the closer that I am to Jesus, the more Amen. I feel his heartbeat for the lost Amen. of those in the world that need to come to know him. And I think the closer we get to him, the more we want to spread the, his love uh, with other people. And, and Absolutely. That, and the more, the more courage we have, the more boldness we have to do that, um, because often we feel defeated and we feel, oh, I can't do it, and we feel fearful. But love uh, overpowers fear, doesn't it? Absolutely. And faith overpowers fear. So good on you. And I love the fact that you're talking about listening to people. I think that is a yeah. key thing because if you listen, there's a law of reciprocation. And uh, if, you, if you're if you interested in someone else and you ask them what they believe, what, what do you believe? And ask questions about it and be genuinely interested in them. That the law of reciprocation normally is at the end they say, well, what do you believe? And then that's an opportunity for you to share your mm. faith as well. Share your story, how you came yeah. to know Jesus. Share the gospel message itself. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. Good on you, Marguerite. Mm. It's the gentleness of Jesus that needs to come through us too, because people do not want to feel condemned. Yes, yes. Or feel like we're we're looking down and we're some super sparrow or something. No. Well, we're all we're in all the same boat, the same aren't place. we? We're all, we're all in the same boat. We're, we're, we're all, all sinners. We're all learning. Yep, and, and we're all sinners. We all, we all need mm. Jesus Christ for the same reason. Mm. We're, we're, mm. we're no better than anyone else. We've we just mm. uh, received uh, forgiveness through Christ. Mm. Stu, yeah. I absolutely love what you're doing. I got stirred. I really don't have time to be on this phone now. I've got a list as long as a toilet roll of what I need to do today. All right. But um, when I heard you speaking, I thought, man, I've got to connect with that man. I've got to let my voice be heard in Australia. If I can just be in, used to encourage somebody else to get beyond fear, to press through that pain barrier, I'll think, oh, I might be rejected if I speak about Jesus. If I can just be used to encourage one person. That's right. You know, um, and then it was worth my time spending um, this time on the, on the phone with you guys. And I just love what you're doing. I love what Vision Radio is doing. And uh, I just 
keep promoting it all the time. <laughs> Marguerite, you. you are one of the champions uh, on oh. the streets, in people's homes, and as you say, and uh, uh, just uh, echoing in my mind, uh, sitting mm. in the gutter, as you said, Jeez. with someone in India or sitting around the table with a millionaire, yeah. uh, you are an inspiration. So thank you so oh. much for your input today here on 2020. Our talkback line is open, one 800 316 316. You're welcome to join in our conversation today. We're looking for those sort of authentic ways that you uh, and creatively uh, might share the gospel on Global Outreach Day. And Stu Miller is our guest. And uh, thank you so much to Marguerite for great input today here on 2020. One thing that Marguerite mentioned Mm -hmm. uh, was that, uh, you know, be prayerful. Mm. Uh, and then you were saying, Stu, the more prayerful you are, the mm. more inclined you are to be excited about reaching out to the lost. Uh, I suspect that uh, sometimes we're not spending a, a much time in prayer when it comes mm. to the way we outreach. But I am inspired that on the night before Global Outreach Day, mm-hmm. around the world, there is an international prayer initiative. And I noted that in Nigeria, they're expecting what they're calling the Holy Ghost service with as many as 500,000 people to be taking part in mm. prayer. I'm inspired by that. Yes, yeah, there's, there's a global day of prayer the day before on the 26th, so praying for Global Outreach Day the following day. So it, it, I think there's something very special that happens when prayer and evangelism are combined. I think uh, prayer on your own, you can, you can pray and you can pray and you can pray, but if there's no action, it's sort of like it's it, it, it's lacking you know, faith without works is dead type thing, you know. But if you actually, and and if all you're doing is evangelizing and you're not praying and you're really not trusting in God and you, and his sovereignty and the fact that he's the one that saves people and draws people to himself, we need to rely on him in prayer. We need to, uh, and I tell you what, when you do do evangelism, it really increases your prayer life because there's a certain trepidation about sharing your faith that you say, God, help me. You know, you start praying. I need you, God. I need you. And you come into a closer walk with God when you're doing so. When you combine these two, a wonderful thing's happening. Our special guest this hour is Stu Miller, evangelist, the founder of Train to Proclaim, and he's taken on this Gospel Outreach Day, been travelling the countryside, meeting with leaders all around Australia in capital cities, inspiring them about what is happening with the growth of global Outreach Day around the world. We are taking calls on 1-800-316-316. You might have your own creative and authentic way that you share the gospel. We're interested in hearing from you today on 1-800-316-316. Stu, let's uh, take another call. Let's hear from Shelby in in Sunnybank. Hello, Shelby. Welcome along. Hello, Neil. Um, uh, Stu. Stu, you may recall I was up there with um, the Reverend... Uh, Matt Prater at your at the host. Uh, That's right. Uh, yeah. I remember you, Shelby. You came along to the, the Brisbane meeting. Yes, I did. And I, um, what I want to ask is, um, are you able to? I've looked on your site, but uh, I was quickly uh, trying to find your phone number. Are you able? You've got my card. That's the one. One of the ones. Uh, Save Lakeside, I think it was. I gave you. Yep. Um, could you um, give me a call later this afternoon? Um, two things. Um, I've spoken to my pastor at the El Saviour. He's relatively busy, but uh, Carl, the um, program development manager or whatever he is, he is very interested and wants to get more information from you. Um, sure. 
So could you give me a call so I can talk to you about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we'll uh, we'll get Stu to give you a call and uh, we can put you in touch so that you can follow that through, Shelby. Great to hear from you. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation today, we're talking about Global Outreach Day as an inspiration for getting to a point where you're sort of shaking off some of the old stuff, shaking off some of the things that are distractions and saying, I'm going to be preparing to share my faith on that day with someone who maybe is close to me, maybe someone I don't even know. In fact, Mm. uh, Stu Miller, let's talk about sharing your faith with someone you don't even know because it's easier perhaps to find someone that you do know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people are brave enough to, you know, wander up to someone on the street and sure. share their faith with them. Uh, you want, you, you'd like people on both uh, levels to be sharing oh, their faith, I, no doubt. I think definitely. I think we, we want to be sharing with those that we know uh, that are in our oikos, our network, the people around us, our family, friends, neighbours, workmates, that sort of thing. But then, uh, you know, who are going to reach the people that don't know a Christian or aren't in a close uh, connection with a Christian person? So we need to go beyond our family and friends as well to reach those out on the street, door to door, uh, whatever it is. Now, f- when I say that, for some people, I might go, whoa, <laughs> that's not me. I don't want to do that. And other people would be excited about doing that. But but um, one of the, the great things, I think, about the G7 app, the Gospel on 7 app that we've got, is it works. Um, that there's there's different ways of doing it. And you can there's a, a button you press if, if you're sharing with close family or friends, or there's a button you press if, if it's with a complete stranger. And you can do an icebreaker first and break the ice and connect with someone before going into the Gospel message. So there's different ways of using it, and you can use it in the context of of door-to-door, street evangelism, you can do it with a friend, you can do it with a neighbor, workmate, anyone, uh, just by adapting. Uh, It's not not a one-size-fits-all, there's a number of different paths you can go through uh, as it goes through, depending on the person, so... Yeah, there's a there's a one tip for you. And who would have known there was such sophistication in an app where you can actually set the setting for the person that you're talking to? Just uh, amazing. Yeah. And let's talk about some of the creative things that you might do. And mm, sure. uh, taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. The most simple thing that comes to mind is the idea of having coffee with a friend. Yes. Uh, this is something that, mm. uh, I mean, we all love to go out for coffee. We We're, do. We're paying a lot of money for coffees. Uh, <laughs> some people just are coffee connoisseurs. That's right. Uh, they love to have coffee. I mean, you'll yeah. do coffee and talk about all sorts of stuff. Why not do yeah. coffee and talk about Jesus? Absolutely. And that, that's a great thing to do. You know, invite someone over for coffee or um, uh, take them out for lunch. Do, do something, particularly if you offer to pay. Uh, let, let me buy you a coffee, you know, and, and if you're paying, there's, there's a, you know, uh, immediately there's a, a warmth towards you because you're paying. It's your shout. It's your shout. You're paying for it. And there's, there's an openness from people, I think, you know, to, to, uh, to have a chat over a coffee that um, maybe it's because you've got something in your hand. Um, you know, you're doing something. It's not just standing, talking with them, eyeballing sort of thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a, a nice relaxed sort of environment to be able to share your faith and and have a, have a spiritual conversation. And if if you're not confident to do that, uh, ask some questions. Just ask people. Hey, I'd really like to know what you believe about these things. This is, this is uh, actually Global Outreach Day today. It's an opportunity for Christians all around the world. There's about 20 million Christians involved, and we're just asking people what they believe and and uh, having a conversation. I'd, I'd love to know what you think. And uh, if you take that authentic 
genuine interest in a person. You know, you might be surprised at how interested they are at what you think and, and how much opportunity you have to share your testimony and share the gospel with others. Uh, come back to shouting the coffee here yes. because sometimes uh, we're very good at giving an offering when we're at church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes that might be quite substantial out mm-hmm. of our weekly pay packet. Uh, but the idea of being generous mm-hmm. is not just with church, sure. but to use our resources to, in fact, yeah. uh, create opportunities like sharing your faith. So mm-hmm. shouting someone a coffee, I mean, this is how intentional you can be. That's right. Uh, can putting aside uh, 10 or $20 uh, yep. for Global Outreach Day. Uh, why don't we have coffee? coffee? One mm. or two friends uh, sitting around yep. the table together and you're in the conversation and it's been your shout and you've sure. actually facilitated a way to share your faith with someone. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, th- I love the word you use there about being intentional because this is, this is what the day is all about. It's about saying, I'm, I'm not just going to let it happen because often it doesn't happen. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to make an opportunity. I'm going to create it. I'm going to do something. And and maybe you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could talk to someone about about my faith. Well, why don't you, why don't you get uh, you know um, a, a, some tracks or or a, a website address for for something like answersaboutlife.com, answersaboutlife.com, I should say here in Australia, right? And uh, you know, <laughs> you could have the right right know, accent. We, here. we didn't understand you speaking <laughs> Kiwi, I, I know. <laughs> but but you know, I, I've got some cards made up, and you can get them done via Vistaprint really easily. You know, that's just got answersaboutlife.com. Check it out, and that's all it says. And I have them in my wallet, and I just give them out of my day to day life. You know. You don't always have the chance to, or the chance to, uh, to <laughs> articulate your faith or the gospel or your testimony. But you can give someone a card, and and you know they might be quite, you know, intrigued and curious about that, and just go to the website, and it, and it's got a gospel presentation on there, and it's got some questions that they can look at that may be barriers for them coming to faith. So, there's some ideas. Why don't you consider your street, take on your street, and go? You know what? For Global Outreach Day, why don't I drop something in the letterbox, you know, whether it be a track or a card or something. might even be a handwritten card by you saying, hey, I'm, you know, Stu from number 13 just down the street. Just want to let you know that, that God loves you and uh, today's Global Outreach Day. If you ever want a, uh, you know, a, a conversation about any of these things, I'm always up for a conversation. Just to give people, you might be surprised. Someone might come up and say, hey, I've been thinking about God, you know. Thanks for the note. appreciate that. And just be creative. I don't know. There's, you know, there's so many things you can do. And uh, interestingly, we were talking about uh, some of the faith and belief of Australians, and mm. uh, the heartening thing that I took uh, from hearing a presentation about faith and belief in Australia, the very latest research, is that while there are some people who are very antagonistic towards Christianity, that's not the majority. In fact, no. I think that only works out, I'm, I'm just reflecting, I'm pretty sure it was around about 25% uh, who were quite antagonistic. No, don't talk to me about Christianity. Don't talk to me about religion. But that means that 75% of people mm. are either open or you know, maybe uh, indifferent either way, uh, but they're not offended. Sure. Uh, they will be open to hearing your uh, testimony, your approach mm. to talk about faith. Mm. I actually, uh, I think of that twenty-five percent. It was actually only five percent overall that were 
were, you know, antagonistic as such, you know, really, that the others were not really warm towards Christianity sort of thing. But So that's a very low figure, really. But, but even if it was 20%, 25%, you've still got 75% of people that are, are, are genuinely interested and, and got a, an interest in Christianity. So it, it definitely is not in the, the majority of people out there that, that hate Christians and hate Christianity and, and are, you know, are going to pour on all the, the, the abuse if you start talking about Jesus. It's just not the case. I, I find as I go out evangelizing that, that, that 9 out of 10 people uh, will go through the G7 with me, for example, you know. So that's about the average that I have. So there's only really about one out of ten that will say, oh, no thanks. And normally they're very polite. They're not like, oh, you idiot, get out of here, F off. You know, they just don't react like that, you know. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've shared with thousands and thousands of people personally, and I can count on one hand the, other, the, the amount of times that I've had someone swear at me or, or be aggressively anti. Uh, most people uh, are interested and then a very, very few who aren't interested are normally very politely uninterested. And they'd say, hey, no thanks, I'm not really interested. And you just say, hey, have a great day, no problem. And Anna. almost everyone, or you could really quite simply say everyone, is facing challenges in their life. Sometimes people are going through real crises. Mm. Uh, times in their life uh, they've lost a loved one or they're looking like losing their job. They can't yes. pay the bills this week. Yes. I mean, these are the sorts of things we all go through. Mm. Uh, and as Christian believers, many of us have a testimony that says, you know, this is how God got me through a tough time. Mm. Uh, this idea of uh, putting yourself in their shoes, recognizing they've got some challenges too, you know, raising teenagers, raising children today, uh, uh, every family is going through incredible challenges, the mm. sorts of threats that there are to our families that we talk a lot about here on 2020. Well, these are the things that also open an opportunity to speak into people's hearts and lives and introduce them to God. Mm. Now, when people come to Christ, uh, they're going to go through those challenges with him on their side. So That's what right. we have is truly good news to share, Stu. It is good news, and, and that's the, what the word gospel means, good news. And sometimes we think it's really bad news the, the, the way that we don't share it. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we love good news, and we often want to pass on good news. We hear some. We, we immediately want to tell people about it. But there's a bit of a reluctance in our culture, I think, to, to share, and there's a, there's a number of reasons for that, and I, I understand that reluctance. But it really truly is if, if we are loving and appropriate and authentic in the way that we come across very few people react badly to it, and, and they, they do see it as good news, uh, whether they believe it or not. I've, I've had a lot of people say to me, hey, look, I, I really appreciate you, you sharing that with me. I can see that, you know, I mean, I, I personally don't believe in all that stuff, but I, I appreciate the fact that you've, you know, you've cared enough for me to, to show me that. And that's a really great reaction. And I still think, you know, that there's power in the gospel and the Holy Spirit can move on that person's life. They might not believe right at that moment, but you've shared something. You've given them something to think about. And um, we've all got to remember, this is an important point as well, that we're, we're just one link in the chain. Mm. We're not the whole chain. We don't have to take a person from being an atheist to you know, getting saved in one foul swoop. We just take them one step closer to Jesus, and that's just pointing them to Jesus each time. We've been talking about creative ideas, ways that you might utilise an opportunity that comes along with a Global Outreach Day happening the 27th of May. 
uh, we talked about things like, you know, inviting someone over for coffee or taking them out and shouting them a coffee. There's lots of other things. The idea of visiting people in hospital. Yes. Uh, Sometimes people have opportunity to visit someone who is in prison Mm. uh, or uh, there might be children uh, in a community, uh, some who are disadvantaged. Mm. Uh, There are lots and lots of opportunities uh, that we can take uh, to to actually break the ice here. Uh, Any other thoughts on creative ideas, Stu? Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, is there someone in your street that you could go and do the shopping for them or is there someone who is financially hard up and you can drop them around a food parcel maybe from your church or even buy it yourself, you know. Um, can you wash someone's car or mow, mow someone's lawns or do something loving and uh, even go around? Maybe if you've got kids, grab your kids and just knock on a door in your neighbourhood and say, hi, we're just from a couple of doors down. We're just, it's Global Outreach Day today. We're just reaching out into the community. Can we do something for you? Can we wash your car, mow your lawns, cut your hedge? Uh, you, you know, can we do something to, to just to let you know that God loves you? You know, so many things that we can do, um, whether it's practical help, sharing and dropping off a tract, you can even do it online, Neil. Like if you, if you, you know, uh, are really struggling to get out there and connect with people face to face, there's, um, you know, we've got the wonders of Facebook and Twitter and every other social media, and there's great um, uh, app, an app, another great app, as well as the G7. There's the Yes He Is app, and uh, many people would have heard of Yes He Is, but it's all one word: Yes He. Is and if you type that in the in the search box, and you can get that out. And what they do is they're producing or sourcing a number of really good little little short video clips that are great to share on Facebook or social media. And they you get a notification when a new one comes in. In fact, they've got a special one coming up for Global Outreach Day, particularly for it. And all you do is you just click on it and go share. And then you choose Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever you you know your means of sharing, and it just instantly shares it with all your you you know whoever you want to share it, and that's a great way of communicating because you know um, you don't even need to leave home to do that. <laughs> exactly, and uh, you know lots of ideas to share. I I guess the important thing is when one captures your imagination. Mm. Uh, go with that one. Don't try yep. and do everything all on that day because uh, somehow or other you might be overwhelmed oh, by it all. I don't know, Neil. I don't know. I think <laughs> you could do a letterbox. You'll be doing you everything. You could do a letterbox day. drop. You could go out and share with people personally. You could get online, <laughs> share something from Yes He Is. You could go to you know our our website and and uh, share our video, our G Seven video. He's got a seven minute video there. Just email it around all your friends. <laughs> do it all. Come on, people. It's Global Outreach Day <laughs> now. Look, as things continue to grow in momentum yes. with Global Outreach Day, and we, we mentioned 140 countries taking part, yes. uh, the estimates are that 20 million Christians will be participating in some way, intentionally sharing their faith on that day. Mm. I imagine that uh, the idea of church leaders catching a hold of this is going to be an important way that momentum will continue to grow Mm. because uh, from what I understand, Stu, there's been a fairly slow uptake in Australia. Yes. Uh, in some countries around the world, we mentioned Nigeria, where mm. it's just uh, they're on fire Boom. there. Yeah. Uh, yep. Well, we've been a little slower than that. But I yes. imagine that in the years to come, yes. you'd be liking church leaders uh, to be thinking uh, about how they can incorporate uh, Global Outreach Day as part of a routine in their church to encourage evangelism. Yeah, and as we've been traveling around the country, one of the key things that we've uh, been presenting to pastors 
is an outreach and culture strategy. And you can actually view an eight-minute video on that on our website, um, globaloutreachday.com.au. Now, the .au is it's actually the only national Global Outreach Day site in the world. No other country's been allowed to have their own site. It's just been the international site up to this point. But the reason specifically that Australia has been allowed that site is because of this outreach and culture strategy. It's, a, it's an extra thing that's been brought as a trial that, if it works really well, is going to be rolled up all around the world. So it's very exciting to be a part of this. But as a pastor, you may be going, oh, Look, I don't need another program. I've got so many balls that I'm already juggling. I don't need any more work. Don't give me this global day outreach. It's a great idea. I think it's great, but I've got I've got a full program already. I would say to you, go and have a look at the outreach and culture strategy because really um, the, that strategy takes no more work to do than not to do. In fact, it could take less because we're actually providing resources for you to help you do what you're already doing. So it's about being intentional about the habits that you already have in your church life in order to shift church culture. And that's the key thing. We're, we're wanting to shift the church culture to be more authentically engaging in their communities and uh, authentically more outreaching in nature. In a nutshell, uh, mm-hmm. what does that culture look like? Because mm-hmm. it incorporates Christmas and Easter, which are the times that most people will be thinking that they might go along to church, sure. even if they don't darken the doors of a church uh, any other time. They're, they're off to church uh, Easter and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, those become an important part of uh, the, the culture that you're trying to, com- to com- communicate. Yeah, well, that's that's one one part of a, an overall strategy. And I'd say Global Outreach Day, you know, if you're involved in that, should be part of an overall strategy of shifting culture within your church. It should be a part of, of building that culture of we are an outreach church. This is our DNA. And uh, the Outreaching Culture Strategy goes through six principles in four habits that we're already doing. So there's no extra work, right? But it's about applying those six principles uh, in order to create that culture. So uh, motivating people with uh, in, in your church with a heart for the lost, equipping them to be able to have spiritual conversations and, and to connect with people and to share the gospel with people, uh, reminding them of that. You know, we all need reminding. It's a and uh, reinforcing and reminding is, a, is an ongoing thing, you know. Uh, Modelling it, that's the Christmas and the Easter where, where you know, th- at least two times a year uh, the gospel should be mo- m- modelled. I-, I would encourage people to do Father's Day, Mother's Day. Uh, I know of a church recently who told me that they're doing a family day. And I said, well, what's family day? And they said, oh, we just made it up. But but we just tell everyone family day is coming up and, and they invite all their family along to church. And they've had people who have never darkened the door of a church Ever they've come because well it's family day they have to come don't they it's a, they're part of the family you know it's like <laughs> yes. you are coming aren't you you're part of the family you know and so they've had a lot of non Christians come because it's family day and they have a, a family service and and uh, the gospel shared and it's a you know it's a wonderful thing so that needs to be modelled and the key thing here is consistency this is this can't be done as a program over a year it's got to be done on an ongoing basis this is who we are we are reaching out in our communities and we're you know, having testimonies, this is another thing that, you know, in our services of, of people reaching out and applying the things that they've been learning in those equipping sessions. So that's a really, really quick overview. But if you go to the website, uh, globaloutreachday.com.au, uh, click on the uh, Outreaching Culture Strategy for Leaders. If you're a pastor or a leader, I'd encourage you to, to have a look at that because this could make a significant uh, difference in, in your church in five to ten years' time. So there's no magic bullet. It's not going to happen overnight, but uh, culture shift 
takes time to, to implement. All right, I'll point people to that website. It's globaloutreachday.com.au and mm. there are lots of resources there. As Stu, as you're talking about uh, you know, the, mm. uh, the outreaching culture, yes. uh, some people are going to be attracted to different pages on the website. Uh, some are just going to want to say, what is this all about? I better just check this out. Uh, just sure. a bit of an overview. There's lots of free downloadable resources. Mm. I think you can even get a hold of that song we played earlier, the Global <laughs> Outreach Day song that Stu Miller is refusing to sing along with. But, uh, but it's actually really, really catchy. And, and so I think you can actually get that on the website. So uh, globaloutreachday.com.au. Stu Miller, it is always good getting your insights into these things. Uh, of course, the founder of Train to Proclaim, we mentioned the Gospel in 7 app. Uh, Gospel in 7, you can simply Google those and you'll be able to find that app and download it onto your mobile device. Makes things easier to share the gospel. But uh, Global Outreach Day is coming up on the 27th of May. Today's the 18th, so we're only nine days away and uh, exciting things are happening. Stu, one last word. Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, we're updating the Gospel in 7 app at the moment because uh, if you've got a new device with the latest operating system, you'll quite possibly have an an error message come up saying, this app may slow down your device. It's old. Okay, (laughs) Uh, It's only three years old, but that's very old in app terms. But we've got developers working on it, and um, we're hoping within a month, six weeks' time, We'll have a new app with new graphics, and um, so it's going to be even better than it is at the moment. Fabulous. Uh, Stu Miller, thanks for being with us. It's time for Focus on the Family in just a few moments. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.